God selects small places and small people to do great things. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and I hope your Christmas went great. And here we are the day after Christmas. Uh, these are interesting days, aren't they? You come off a big holiday and, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a letdown. But hey, we today is just as good as yesterday because Jesus came. He came into the world. He came into a little town. And that little town of Bethlehem left a big impact on our world. As a matter of fact, we're going to talk about that again today. We played part one of Bethlehem, the little town with big impact. Yesterday, we're going to continue to talk about things that happened in Bethlehem. Bethlehem, although it was a small town and really unknown outside of Scripture, in Scripture, it was a very prominent place because of, of course, Jesus. But Ruth, as we're going to get into today, a lot happened there in her life, and and that led eventually to David being born. And so there are there are many things that happen in Bethlehem that make it a really important place to God, an important place to us as believers. So we're going to talk about that today here on In Grace. At the end, I'm going to tell you how you can get some Christmas items. We're going to call these early Christmas for next year items. And we have some beautiful Christmas cards. We have some olive wood Christmas ornaments and an olive wood nativity. Again, I understand Christmas is over, but uh, I think these are going to be really nice things for you to have and uh, put them away with all of your Christmas stuff. And next year, you're going to be all set and ready to go. Another incredible story that happened there is a little bit more of a lighthearted story, a story especially uh, young ladies might like, and that's the story of Ruth. But Ruth was a foreigner. She was a Gentile. She had married one of Naomi's sons. Naomi and her husband had gone over across the Jordan River and had uh, tried to live there because there was a famine in Bethlehem where they lived. And then um, Naomi's husband and sons died. One of the daughters-in-law came back with Naomi to Bethlehem. But she was a foreigner. She spoke with an accent, but she believed in the one true God of Israel. And the beautiful story of Ruth that you need to reread if you haven't read it for a while, is that she has an eye for this handsome man named Boaz. Very eligible bachelor, and he had eyes for her. He respected her because she was gleaning in the fields. One of the, the safety nets that God had designed to make sure that the poor weren't, weren't left without anything. And as they would harvest the wheat, and Boaz was a a wealthy man that had a lot of fields and a lot of servants were bringing in the wheat. Anything that fell off, they were to leave it so that those that were poor could come back in and glean. And there was Ruth gleaning. And he said, okay, leave a little extra for her. And then the whole story is really incredible. But we're going to come to when he decides to redeem her. There was a law that stated that if you were a kinsman and you were willing and able to redeem someone since she hadn't had children, that he could do that for her by marrying her and, and them having children. And so Boaz says this, in the gates of Bethlehem, 
This is this little teeny town with such a big impact. He says in Ruth 4.10, Moreover, Ruth, the Moabitess, the wife of Milan, have I purchased to be my wife, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance, that the name of the dead be not cut off from among his brethren and from the gate of this place. Ye are witnesses this day. Why would they do this in the gate? Well, that was the place that they did the, uh, the, the transactions. There was a judge that would sit in the gate and hear people's complaints and problems, and he would adjudicate them. And here there's Boaz, this kinsman redeemer, a picture of Jesus redeeming Ruth basically from the dead because there would be no descendants from her and from her previous husband. And all the people that were in the gate and the elders said, we are witnesses. The Lord make the woman that has come into thine house like Rachel. Isn't that interesting? They reference Rachel here. In this passage, Rachel had died in the vicinity, and like Leah, the other wife of Jacob, which too did build the house of Israel, so they were all, all of them at this time were related to those two, and do thou worthily where? In Ephratah, and be famous in Bethlehem. And there, Boaz redeems Ruth, and Jesus would come from that same town, he was a kinsman. He's related to us because he's human, but he's God, so he never sinned, so he was willing and able to redeem all of us. If you will just receive him by faith, by believing that he died and rose again for you, he can redeem you from the dead. And it says in 1 Peter 1.18, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. In other words, you're not redeemed by your traditions, by your idols, by your prayers, by your incense, by all the trappings of religion, okay? But with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. He came to redeem the world. And if you will accept him, if you'll believe in him, you're saved. He's redeemed you. He's redeemed his bride, just as Boaz redeemed Ruth in Bethlehem. And then Boaz and Ruth became the great-grandparents of who? David. King David is the great-grandson of Ruth and Boaz. David, born in this little town of Bethlehem. And that's why Mary and Joseph came to Bethlehem. Do you think that Mary should have been traveling great with child? That is not wise. I remember traveling with my wife, who was great with child. We lived in Round Lake, and the hospital that the insurance was covering was Highland Park. That's a tale of two cities, right? <laughs> Round Lake and Highland Park. And, uh, I heard that they serve lobster and filet mignon to the new parents. Eh? Come on. Now, hospital lobster and filet mignon isn't quite what you're thinking, but still. But still. So we had to, we had to do this drive. And you know how patient um, women that are in labor are with their husbands? 
So we were cruising. We were cruising, breaking every law. At least it was in the middle of the night. And we arrived just in time for them to tell us that it would be another 12 hours. <laughs> That's in a car. Can you imagine traveling from Nazareth to Bethlehem? Because, I mean, you're thinking, you're thinking roads. You're thinking, you're thinking a car. But you're, you're walking. You're walking several days. Or maybe a donkey. You say, well, you have a donkey in your Christmas pageant. So there, there must have been a donkey. Well, we don't know. We don't read about that. But we assume maybe, I mean, hopefully, Joseph was smart enough to give her at least a donkey, right? But what a journey. And you're thinking like Illinois, and it's nice and flat. And you, no, 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 no. Rocky and hilly and dangerous. And, you know, it, it, was, it was crazy that they did that. But there they came to the right Bethlehem. The one that Micah said would be the place. Why Bethlehem? I think it all points back to Rachel, Ruth, David, House of Bread. All of these things come together. All of these things come together. But I think it has to do with this. God selects small places and small people to do great things. Okay? Look at 1 Corinthians 1. If you start thinking great of yourself, beware. Because then God's not going to be able to use you. And God can do great things with humble people. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things that are not to bring to naught things that are. You know, that was a little shepherd boy with only a little sling that dropped the largest man of the day, Goliath. You could just imagine David protecting his sheep. He kills a bear. He kills a lion with his sling, this giant, who, who's going to defy the one true God and get away with it? Little David's not going to allow that. He tries on the armor of Saul, and it's just too big. He cannot deal with this. So he goes out there with the garb of a shepherd, with the weapon of a shepherd. He is such a picture of Jesus, isn't he? When David was thirsty later on, as he was now the king, and, or he was anointed to be king in Bethlehem, by the way, he was anointed by Samuel. He was hiding out from the one who was still the king, Saul. And he, he made this off comment to his soldiers. Be careful about the little off comments that you make, because they can stir up big things. He said, oh, what I would do for a taste of the water from the wells of Bethlehem. And some of his mighty men of valor decided among themselves that they're going to sneak across the lines of Philistines and get him a cup of water from Bethlehem. And they did. And they brought it back. And they were so proud of themselves. And certainly they should have been. They would risk their lives to get him a cup of water. And they gave it to him. And I'm sure he was so thankful. And I'm sure he was so impressed. But he says, I cannot drink this. 
because this could have cost you your life. And as a sacrifice, he poured that water out onto the ground. Oh, how much he probably wanted to sip that sweet water of Bethlehem. But later, the water of life would spring forth from Bethlehem. Get ready to celebrate the holiday season within grace. This year, we have fantastic gifts to thank you for your support. With any gift amount, we'll send you 10 Christmas cards featuring original artwork on the front, inspiring Bible verses inside, and the gospel on the back. This will help you show Christ's love this holiday season. For gifts of $35 or more, it gets even better. You'll not only receive those beautiful Christmas cards, but also 10 authentic olive wood Christmas ornaments from Bethlehem, Israel. And for gifts of $100 or more, you'll also receive a stunning olive wood nativity scene from Bethlehem, a cherished piece that will grace your home for years to come. Are you ready for more excitement? A generous benefactor is doubling all gifts for the remainder of 2023. That's right, your donations will be doubled. So, make this holiday season truly magnificent within grace. Call us now at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE. Or visit us at ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Become part of the InGrace family and celebrate the season of giving. Don't miss this special opportunity to take on the matching gift challenge and double your support. That's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. It was during the Civil War in the 1860s. It was a very dark time for our nation. There was a well-known or fairly well-known preacher of the day. He became more well-known after he did a eulogy for President Lincoln. But before Lincoln was assassinated, during the Civil War, as he was preaching, he noticed so many women in his church were dressed in black because they had lost a son or a husband in the Civil War. And it was such a depressing time and such a hard time for him, for America. And he, he could hardly find the inspiration to encourage his church with his preaching anymore. And then the big blow came when just days after the war is ended, President Lincoln, this great man that not only freed the slaves, but also made sure the 13th Amendment was passed, dies by assassination. And as they brought his body from Washington to Springfield, Illinois, they stopped many places, but they stopped in Philadelphia. And as the great president laid there where our nation was born, one of the pastors that eulogized him was Phillips Brooks. And there he drew from the last part of the well to be able to, with, with any energy, try to console a, a hurting nation at the death of this great man. After that, they said that 
He was so burned out, he could hardly rekindle his own flame. So he asked his church for a sabbatical. And they granted that sabbatical, and he went to the Holy Land. Now remember, this is 1865, okay? Going to the Holy Land is a lot easier today. We have a nonstop flight from Chicago to Tel Aviv on United Airlines. It's so much easier today to travel, but they went to the Holy Land. And there he was re-energized and renewed, and they said on Christmas Eve, he gets on a horse in Jerusalem, and he starts riding to the little town of Bethlehem. And there he hears in the church in the nativity Christmas singing. And he was so inspired, he was so encouraged by the thought of the Savior entering the world in this little town that he gets back and he pens the lyrics to a song that you sing every Christmas. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Have you met the bread of life? Have you met the water of life? Have you met the light of the world? Have you met this one that was predicted by Micah and so many others when it looked like there was no hope? They had taken the, the last king of Judah into captivity. When God makes a prediction, God makes a promise, it's going to happen. He was born. Now he, he was born for one reason. He didn't come to teach you how to live, although he, he does. He didn't come to teach you how to die, although he, he did. He came to die for your sins. He came to buy you back, to redeem you, to pay the price you couldn't pay. And if you will accept him by faith, which is just saying, Lord, I'm a sinner. I can't save myself, but right now I believe that Jesus died for my sins and rose again. I accept the greatest gift, the unspeakable gift, Jesus. I accept him as my Savior. I put my full trust in him, not into a church, not into a religion, not into a, a prayer, not into penance. I put my faith in the person and work of Jesus, the Son of God who died for my sins and rose again. Christmas is about giving, isn't it? And that's one of the fun things of Christmas. My wife, God bless her, um, stepped on a, they call it a hover, a hoverboard. It's like two wheels, and these kids step on them, and they go all over the place. She saw one. She goes, I want to I wanna try that. I'm like, honey, no, 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 no. She, she did it. She got on that thing. And I'm like, it's going to be bad. But she, she, was, she totally did it. She was going all over the place. She goes, I want to buy this. I want to buy one of these for our grandkids for Christmas. Hopefully they're not in here. <laughs> so it's, it's right now in her Amazon checkout. So, wow. What a, isn't that a fun time of year to, to, to buy things for people and, 
and to give gifts. The greatest gift was Jesus. He came. The Bible says it's, it's by grace that we're saved through what? Faith. It's not ourselves. It's a gift of, a gift of God. A gift of God. How, do you, how can you be saved? You accept the gift of God. Who is that? Jesus. He died and rose again for you. He's the son of God. You accept the gift of God. It's not of works. You don't make someone work for their gift. You don't make someone pay for their gift. It's not a gift anymore, lest any man should boast. You'll be in heaven, not because you'll, I deserve to be here, or I, I did my part and Jesus did his part. You know, we all feel proud of that. No, you can't do it. That's why he did it. You are hopeless. You're like Ruth. You have no chance. But then comes Jesus to redeem you. And he already paid the price for you. All you have to do is say yes. Just say yes to him. Accept him as your savior. And then you'll have the greatest gift and you will not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible says that God loves you. He gave his son for you. And if you'll trust in him, you'll be saved. All of us, we have sin. Jesus had no sin. He became sin for us. Second Corinthians 5.21. He had no sin. He was made sin. When did that happen? On the cross. He, he was made sin and he died and he paid for that sin and he rose again and he's asking you to accept him as, as a gift. And when you do, you are now secure in the hand of God and that will never change. You say, well, what if I mess up? What if I, what if I stop believing? What if I let go? You're in the hand of God, all powerful, almighty God. He's got you. And by the way, we will mess up. If any of you think that you don't sin, <laughs> well, we do. We shouldn't, but we do. We need to be more like our Savior who didn't, and we need to learn from him and be empowered by the Spirit that lives in us once you've believed. But it's by faith that you're saved. And if you'll trust in him, you can be saved today. And I invite you to put your faith in Jesus. Just say something like this, Lord, I'm a sinner. I can't save myself. But right now, I believe that Jesus, the, the baby born in Bethlehem, the one that died on the cross, I believe that he died for my sins. I believe that he rose again. And um, I put my trust in him. It's that simple. It's not a prayer that saves you. It's your faith. It's your trusting in Jesus and him alone. And if you do that, the Bible says you're instantaneously saved. You don't long have to worry about eternal separation from God in a lake of fire. Now you're going to be with him forever. You're a child of God. Now you need to learn how to live like a child of God, but you have the Spirit of God helping you along the way. Right before we go, let me remind you that we have some great Christmas items that we'd love to send to you. We still have some of these in stock, and I think if you order these now from us here at In Grace, you're going to be prepared for next year. Don't you think this would be great to get some Christmas cards that have the gospel on them? These are original artwork Christmas cards with the wise men, the angel giving the announcement, the baby, Mary and Joseph, and the shepherds. Uh, we're going to give you 10 of these, so two of each of these cards, and uh, we're going to send those to you for any donation. So if you give a gift of any amount to In Grace, we're going to send you some 2024 Christmas cards. We'll call them that. Uh, so contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE. We also have some of these beautiful olive wood from Bethlehem 
Christmas ornaments that we'd love to send to you. If your gift is $35 or more, we'll send you 10 of those olive wood Christmas ornaments as well as the Christmas cards. And then if your gift is $100 or more, we're going to send you the cards, the Christmas ornaments from Bethlehem and another beautiful piece of art from Bethlehem, olive wood. It's a nativity. And so remember right now, till the end of the year, your gift is matched. We have a matching gift challenge going on. So whatever you give to Engrace, that will be doubled. So think about that. If you do the $100 gift, that will go to $200. You're going to get the ornaments, the cards, and the nativity. And so again, this will be a great way to start, prepare for next Christmas. And uh, I hope you'll contact us today. You can call us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or ingraceradio.com. Don't miss your chance to be a part of Ingrace's Matching Gift Challenge. A generous benefactor is doubling all gifts for the remainder of 2023. For any gift amount, we'll send you 10 Christmas cards with original artwork as a thank you. For $35 or more, you'll also receive 10 authentic olive wood Christmas ornaments. And for gifts of $100 or more, we have a stunning olive wood nativity scene just for you. Be a part of our Matching Gift Challenge. Double your generosity and pay it forward. Call 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. Ingrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.